you have what over 4,000 plus sailors uh, on the ship, and this thing was spreading rapidly. If he didn't think that information was to, was going to get out into the public, then he was a too naive or too stupid. They were in shock when they heard this. Acting Secretary of the Navy has resigned following those comments about Captain Brett Crozier while addressing the ship's crew aboard the USS Roosevelt. Welcome to our ABC 10 News Coronavirus Impact Podcast. I'm Ben Higgins, and we're looking at the different ways the ongoing pandemic is having an effect on our community. The resignation of Thomas Modley is the latest twist in a saga that started when crew members aboard the Roosevelt began showing COVID-19 symptoms. In just a moment, I'll be chatting with former 10 News military reporter Bob Lawrence about the controversy that has gone all the way to the top of the Defense Department. First, though, a look at some of the top coronavirus headlines for Tuesday, April 7th. Today, the county announced that 12 more people have died from the coronavirus. County leaders also reported 50 more local cases of COVID-19. That brings our total to 1,454. Today marks the deadliest COVID-19 reporting yet. County leaders say that should show everyone how critical it is that they stay at home whenever possible and socially distance when out. Uh, This really is a stark reminder of the challenges we face, the difficult road that lies ahead, uh, and the importance of the actions that we take each and every day. Uh, We are fighting for every single life, and this fight will continue uh, all the way through this crisis. But as we have said multiple times, the month of April is a key month. Uh, It is a month where we can expect the number of cases to increase, the number of hospitalizations to increase, and the unfortunate loss of life to increase as well. That's County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher. Health experts say the jump was expected because it can take several days for deaths to be reported. They say there's no reason to be any more worried because of today's spike in fatalities. Efforts to find a vaccine continue around the globe, including here in San Diego. 10 News reporter Matt Boone talked to the head of the research team at local company Innovio about clinical trials that are now underway. We're asking 40 volunteers to come and we'll give them the vaccine, then we'll take samples from them, so we'll take blood samples from them and monitor those samples to see um, how they're responding to the vaccine. The purpose of the first trial is to make sure the vaccine is safe. Its effectiveness at stopping the virus won't be known until phase two of clinical testing, which will involve around a million test subjects later this year. We've set ourselves the internal goal of having one million doses of our vaccine ready for clinical testing by the end of 2020. Um, And that's very, very achievable. Meantime, she says they've already started planning on finding ways to make hundreds of millions of them available if it's approved. We're working in parallel with large-scale manufacturers to really scale up the number of doses that we can generate so that we're ready um, when we get the say-so. Are your pets in danger of getting the coronavirus, and could they pass the disease on to you or your family? The answers to those questions remain unclear, but concern is growing after a tiger at a zoo in New York tested positive for COVID-19. 10 News asked Dr. Gary Weitzman, the president and CEO of the San Diego Humane Society, what he recommends to keep our pets safe. Well, the first thing, and probably the simplest one, is to treat your pets just as you would treat any member of your family. So, same rules apply, and we've been consistent about this, even while we're learning more about the virus. If you're social distancing, make sure your pets are as well. So, keep your pets safely at home. If you take them out for a walk, 
limit petting only by members of your own household, not by other people that you see in the neighborhood. Um, similarly, if perhaps you do get ill or get sick, and even if you're not uh, diagnosed necessarily with COVID, stay away from your pets because they, we think, may be able to, based on this tiger case in the Bronx, may be able to pick up COVID from us. Fortunately, we do not believe that we can pick it up from them. So right now, the best best um, uh, precaution is to let your pets social distance with you in your home and limit contact to them uh, by your own family. Weitzman also offered his thoughts on whether we should be worried about our pets interacting with other animals in the neighborhood or at the dog park. Yes, we actually do. Um, not that those pets can actually necessarily give it to each other, but if there is a contaminant on uh, one of our animals and that animal goes to, let's just say for an example, uh, to another household and has contact with that dog, then that animal may be able to transmit just because of the contaminant on that animal's fur to the other dog. It's really, really unlikely, and we believe it's not even that possible for COVID to stay alive on, on pets' fur, but the best best solution at all, best, best precaution, is to limit contact by our pets to other pets that aren't in the household or to other people that aren't in your household. One story that's received a great deal of attention during the coronavirus pandemic is that of the aircraft carrier USS Roosevelt. And joining me today on the podcast is former 10 News military reporter Bob Lawrence. Bob, thanks for your time. Let's start with the beginning as I understand it. The Roosevelt ported in Vietnam where sailors were allowed to disembark. They got back on. Some of them started showing signs of the coronavirus. And I've heard you say this before. An aircraft carrier or any Navy ship is a terrible place to practice social distancing. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, this aircraft carrier, like other Nimitz-class carriers, is more than a 1,000 feet long, but that's the flight deck. Inside the skin of the ship, uh, passageways, office areas, mess deck, berthing areas, you're all in pretty tight quarters. So uh, there really isn't any way to isolate. And so uh, if this virus came aboard in Vietnam, and we don't know that for a fact, but if it did, uh, it began to spread quickly. Obviously, this becomes a concern for the the commanding officer and the Navy. What do we know about the captain of the ship, Brett Crozier? Uh, Obviously, he didn't get to become the captain of an aircraft carrier without a fairly distinguished career, and uh, being able to understand the chain of command would be my guess. Let's put it this way. Being the commanding officer of an aircraft carrier is one of the plum assignments in the Navy. Uh, Following your career, barring any other incident, uh, but following your tour as the CEO of an aircraft carrier, um, you're pretty much selected uh, as a flag officer, that being an admiral, uh, to, to move into a flag officer position somewhere, uh, maybe land-based at the Pentagon, who knows. But uh, it really is a stepping stone to a higher uh, higher role in the Navy. So obviously when the captain felt the need to send the letter that has become public, became public in the media and kind of launched this firestorm of criticism, asking uh, for more steps to be taken to protect his soldiers. Some, there was some sort of miscommunication or disagreement that went on between him and his superiors. What I think happened was, I think he witnessed firsthand on board the ship how fast the virus was spreading. Again, we're talking about very tight quarters on a big ship, and you had, you have what, over 4,000 plus 
sailors uh, on the ship, and this thing was spreading rapidly. And I, this is just a personal belief, but I kind of think he wasn't getting the action he wanted uh, fast enough to help spread, uh, stop the spread of this virus. And so I think he, he acted on his own. Did he stay within secure um, military channels in order so uh, you know in order to do, to respond? Uh, no, that was the reason, quote unquote, he was uh, let go of his command. But I think uh, his concern for his sailors, I think, trumped that. Now, ultimately, that concern and perhaps the publication of that letter. Um, did spark some action because uh, sailors have been taken off the ship in Guam, uh, quarantined in hotel rooms uh, wherever possible, and the Navy does seem to be doing more at this point to protect the health of those sailors. In a way, uh, the captain, even though he was relieved of his duty, uh, his concern was proven to be very founded, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And again, the number one concern of any commanding officer would be the welfare of the sailors that serve beneath him. So um he he did absolutely right i mean that's that's why you saw this upheaval in fact when modley went to went to the carrier to address the troops in an obscenity laced remarks uh you could he, and even some of that audio was leaked uh because this day and age as you well know on a cell phone you can record anything and he went over what was called the 1mc or basically the ship's loudspeaker and uh, criticized uh, Crozier t- um, to the point of calling him, you know, calling him naive and stupid. And sailors could hear on the clip that at least we heard. If he didn't think that information was, was going to get out into the public, then he was, A, too naive or too stupid. They were in shock when they heard this. Now, you know, sailors certainly aren't, uh, aren't shy as far as hearing obscenities, but when it comes from the acting secretary of the Navy, uh, you're, you're a bit shocked. And then when he really criticized uh, the captain, that's what didn't stand. And uh, as you saw those sailors uh, greet the captain as he was leaving the ship, that ought to give you some indication of how well-liked he was and what they thought of his efforts to help them. Now, that brings us to the latest development on the story. You mentioned uh, Acting Secretary of the Navy, Modley, uh, came out and apologized yesterday, but today has resigned from his position. What does that tell you about what was going on behind the scenes in Washington? You know, to be a fly on the wall uh, would have been remarkable in order to comment on this particular story. But uh, the fact that the uh, SecDev or Secretary of Defense, Mark Esper, accepted the resignation uh, this among cries among a lot of congressional Democrats, but a lot of people in Congress said uh, this was way over the top. He needs to go. And so in his mind, Modley's mind, he said, uh, I need to resign so I can spare the president the uh, the uh, trouble of firing him. So um, and now another Navy secretary is is out of office because, as you may recall, Richard Spencer also was pushed out of office over the Gallagher case. So um, a lot of things happening there in the Secretary of Defense. I I don't know um, that it was quoted, at least online, on Politico and others. NPR also quoted it, that uh, the White House and the Pentagon did not push for him to resign, but it was the right thing for him to do, I believe. 
Last thing for me, Bob. A lot of people were interested in this story because they they wanted to defend Captain Crozier. They want to know what happens to him next. I mean, I imagine you know captains who get relieved of their command don't necessarily take that next step that you were talking about in the Navy. But these are unusual circumstances. What can Captain Crozier likely expect following his removal from his command? I think what will determine that step and his future in the Navy will depend a lot on what the a naval investigation uh, reveals, and that is still ongoing. So we don't know the outcome of that, obviously, because it's ongoing. We still know the degree to which the president may intervene. Uh, there's a lot of ifs in this particular story. So on this particular case, we'll have to just wait and see. A lot of intrigue surrounding the San Diego-based aircraft carrier USS Roosevelt. Bob Lawrence, uh, great catching up with you again. Really appreciate your time. Thank you. Always a pleasure, Ben. Thanks. Finally, it's my goal to wrap up our podcast with a little good news, even if it may seem hard to come by at times. At least two auto insurance companies are giving money back to customers. They say people are driving less and causing fewer accidents. Allstate says it will refund about 15% of premiums paid in April and May. That equals about $600 million. American Family Insurance plans to refund about $50 per insured vehicle, a total of $200 million. Both companies are also expanding coverage for those who use personal vehicles to deliver food and medicine. 10 News is tracking the number of coronavirus cases in San Diego County. Just go to 10news.com and click on our local COVID tracker. There you can find the breakdown of local cases by age and gender. You can also see the geographic location using our interactive map. We also have a list of resources, including how you can help those in need of supplies and how to identify coronavirus symptoms. Just go to 10news.com or download our free 10 News mobile app. That's all for today. I'm Ben Higgins. And remember, we're all in this together. Thank you.